0: It's Ty Power's Big Footy Final Sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy Final Sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now. We can't wait for this round of footy. All top eight teams playing another top eight team. It starts on Thursday night with the Lions uh, at the MCG against the D. So it is... 2v1 at the MCG on Thursday. You've got Saturday, Carlton in 5th hosting Frio in 3rd at Marvel. You've got Geelong 4th, Richmond 6th at the MCG. Then you've got Sydney in 7th at home to St Kilda in 8th. And then there's some other teams that are in and around the mark who have got big games as well against tough opponents. So um, I was actually driving home last night and I thought, I might have to go hit up the Swamp Thing to find out how many times this has happened. And then, lo and behold, there's Michael Whiting, who's a very good man uh, at afl.com.au and a very, very good writer and journalist who's done exactly that. He's gone and researched the whole bloody thing for us. So I thought, well, let's get fish on. Uh, Michael, hello to you.
1: Hey, Sam. How are you?
0: Mate, good to chat to you again.
1: Yeah, likewise, mate. How are you going?
0: I'm really good. So talk us through this. This is, I I, I can't remember the last time I was this excited about a home and away round of footy. And that's the general feeling of everybody that texts in, um, especially given that most of our conversations this week haven't been able to be about footy. Um, So now that there is great footy this weekend, when's the last time this has happened and how many times has it happened?
1: So good, isn't it, mate? Look, I've got i would love to take credit and pretend that I trawled back through the last thirty years myself, but we've got to give credit to Swamp here. Actually, he—he <laughs> he did the research for us, and he's a, he's a ripper, at, isn't he? He's a—he's a guru, and I just took it a step further. So it's happened five times in the AFL era, or well, this will be the fifth time, sorry, in the AFL era. It's happened four times previously, so pretty rare. Hasn't happened for almost ten years. I think the last time was around seventeen two thousand. 12 was the last time every team in the top eight played another team in the top eight. So yeah, pretty rare. Can't wait for this weekend. I think the combination of the great games and the fact we've had the three, three um, weeks of bye rounds, I guess you'd call it, which sort of takes a little sting out of the season. So I think we're all excited to see footy again and to have the draw fall the way it has. Super exciting, mate. Cannot wait for it.
0: So the four previous occasions when they've all squared off um, round eleven ninety five. Um, there was round seven in oh eight. You mentioned round 17 in 2012 and memorable matches all ensued. But there was a year that you wanted to focus on specifically. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm really glad you did because the, there was there's a couple of games in that that ended up being very, very telling towards what unfolded at the pointy end of the season. Where do you want to start?
1: Oh, it was a, it was a bit of a humdinger to <laughs> 1998. And I think doubly so because it was so late in the season, round 21 like it was, it really set up the September to come and you can't go past what ended up being um, the grand final which was Adelaide hosting North Melbourne in round 21 which sort of five or six later ended up being the grand final so I guess that's as good a place as any to start, isn't it? I loved going onto YouTube and just jogging the memory to see what happened and in that game at Footy Park it was uh Wayne Carey, who kicked five from, from 28 possessions, who helped get north over the line. But, guess Adelaide had the last laugh, didn't they, five or six weeks later by getting the chocolates under Malcolm Blight. But terrific game of footy, that one, and a 13-point win for the for the Roos. So, yeah, that's probably as good a place as any to start, mate, I would reckon. Not, but, not a bad little... It,
0: it is, there. especially since you've got 1v or 2v1 happening at the MCG on Thursday night. Mm. Um, that was my tip at the start of the year for the grand finalists, Melbourne mm. uh, and Brisbane. Unfortunately, they I mean, and you never really do, but you're never meeting uh, at full strength. So no Max Gorn for, for Melbourne. Um, we're waiting to see if Dane Zorko, actually you might be able to tell us this, did Dane Zorko pass a fitness test today? Are you expecting him to play this week?
1: So he trained today. They're understandably keeping it under wraps. So I think we'll find a bit more. We'll find out a bit more tomorrow. Obviously they're giving him every chance they can. He's had a few niggles. I'd, if I was a betting man, which I've got to be honest I'm not, <laughs> and I'm not reporting anything I know 100% here. But if I was betting, I'd say they they would lean to be being cautious with him. But I think we'll know a bit more tomorrow. Sometimes it's happy. you tend to learn a bit more the day after you train. He got through a session today, though, so interesting to see how he pulls up. But he has been a bit niggly this year, um, Dane Zorko. So I don't think I'll take any chances with him, though.
0: All right. What are your recollections, other than Wayne Carey, um, of round 21, 1998, um, North Melbourne v Adelaide?
1: Yeah, well, that's... I mean, Carey's the one that does it for me. Like, I can't go par. I mean, when I was flicking back through those four matches... I was just enamored with what he did in that match because I think like most people, in that I mean, he was a guy that kind of dominated that era. So um, seeing him kick five on the road at Footy Park um, to get his team over the line probably dominated that match for me. Another terrific matchup from that round was St Kilda and West Coast played at Waverley. Saints had been on a bit of a slide. They'd been going the first half of the year... Had been kind of them, they'd lost four or five in a row, um, were playing West Coast at Waverley and Robert Harvey who went on to win the Brownlow that year, had a really big match he kicked a goal in the fourth quarter and um, helped the Saints sort of break their um, losing streak and make sure that they played footy in September um, so I love the when I went back and had a look at that, it was a little bit of Robert Harvey against Ben Cousins a young Ben Cousins, so Love going back and having a look at that as well. They both had 35 that day, but the Saints got over the line and um, did enough to make sure they played footy in September. So that was put, they'll, they'll put a couple of standouts in that round in 1998.
0: And they were all close games too, weren't they? I mean, that was an eight-point no. win. That was an yep. eight-point win to St Kilda on that day. And that was a year after they'd lost, obviously, the grand final to, to Adelaide. And, and I for the I can remember that whole year thinking... Because I used to buy into the, you got to lose one to win one. So I was just of the belief that, that St Kilda will get back there. St Kilda will get back there. It's
1: what you think, isn't it? But as we've probably learned over history of the game, there's just no guarantee. When you get there once, we've seen it with, you know, GWS through their strong era. They've made one grand final and haven't got back since. And you tend to think with young teams that if they make one, you know, you've got to win one to, you've got to lose one to win one, and you're going to get back there again. But it's, it's no, um, it's no guarantee. The Saints got back and played finals that year, but as we know, they never, they never went the whole way. So, um, yeah, that was uh, yeah, that was nineteen ninety eight, mate. Because
0: <laughs> they they lost the the qualifying, I remember by two points to to Sydney, and I was stunned. I thought hey, they surely they'll surely it'll be their year. Surely because my I remember my best mate was a St Kilda fan. Uh, he still is a St Kilda fan uh, and still is my best mate. But um, what's that at his house? And I, and I don't know what he... I mean, he was... I don't know... I don't remember what he was more upset about than when they lost the granny or they just didn't get back there uh, the year after.
1: Yeah, it's hard, isn't it? Because, yeah, there's just an assumption that once you get there, you're going to get back. And we're probably... I mean... I cover Brisbane quite closely up here and there's like an assumption that they will make a decider one day. They've been to finals three years in a row and you just think that if you knock on the door, you're going to get back. But they're terribly difficult to make. Um, Obviously in 98, like St Kilda were humming halfway through the season. They hit a bit of a roadblock late and they had to win that game, you know, in round 21 against West Coast that year, which was difficult. (laughs) West Coast were going, okay. They had to do that just to get back into the finals. And as you said, lost a qualifying final. So... It doesn't always go to script, and I think we'll see this weekend um, four crucial matches. Now, we've still got eight or nine rounds to go, so it's not like wins and losses define seasons and are catastrophic if you lose, but it can set up the back half of your season. A lot of these teams are coming off buys, and it can start setting the tone. And we know how close that ladder is. You, obviously, we've got the top eight teams playing each other, but we've got 11, and t- 11 playing 12 with Port Adelaide and Gold Coast and... Uh, I think you know- um western bulldogs playing hawthorne ten versus thirty like they're very close fixtures, and um we haven't always been blessed when we've had these top eight um teams all playing each other over history, those four seasons where they've bumped into each other they haven't always been close games aside from that nineteen ninety eight season but um, it, it can help set up the back half of your year, what we see this weekend.
0: Um, do you buy into, in all your time covering footy, speaking to Michael Whiting from afl.com.au, um, this is just going to be uh, the sixth time, was it fifth or sixth, Michael, that all top eight teams fifth, are playing another... Fifth time. Fifth time that all top eight teams are playing another top eight team in a, in a home and away round. Do you buy into the idea that maybe the... There's there's an old saying that uh, with comedians or 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 tipsters, are you going to bring the A-grade material? Uh, Are you going to bring? Give us your A-set if you've got a tipster that you might get a few horse racing tips off. Am I getting your A-set or your B-set? And sometimes comedians, when they do a, you know, they're just going around doing the circuit. Are you you giving me your best material or stuff that you're just working on? So, uh, is the idea that there's some coaches that will still keep a little bit of powder dry? There was thoughts that maybe Ross Lyon was a little bit like that. When it started to get later in the season uh, and, and coming up against another contender, would you show all of what you had?
1: Yeah, I think it's different strokes for different folks, really, Sam. Like, I think of um, you look at each case individually. I think Melbourne would be pretty keen to win there, obviously, without you know, their captain and one of the most influential players in the comp in Max Gorn. But they've lost three in a row. They'll be pretty keen to win. I don't think they'll be hiding a ton. Same token, I think Brisbane won't be hiding much either. I don't think Chris Fagan's trying to keep too much up his sleeve. At this stage, Brisbane wants to win on the MCG. They haven't done it for eight years. The last time the club won there was 2014. and Some of that's lack of opportunity. They haven't played there too often. But I don't think they've got a lot to hide. Whereas I heard Chris Scott talking on Fox Footy last night, talking about, and not wanting to use it as an excuse, but talking about trying to train a little bit extra hard, harder through this period because... They've been to September so many times they they know what gets them right and where they've fallen short. So they, they might go in a little bit. I think his term was heavy, you know, through the next couple of weeks. So I think depending on your previous experiences and what you're trying to achieve at the end of the year and what you think the best outcome is for you, you might see some different setups going into this weekend. Every team wants to win, though. You know, there's a chance that you're face these teams in September, and we know that teams like any little psychological edge they can get. So I think generally, they'll be trying to take their own material.
0: Just going back to um, when when this has happened before, it didn't really tell us a whole heap, did it? When, when, the, when the two teams hmm. met, it didn't really dictate or define what was to come later on. I mean, the Bulldogs made that prelim, of course, and um, it's not one that they like getting brought up, what happened in the 1998 prelim. Um, after what had happened the year before, in the 1997 prelim, but they got flogged by um, Adelaide and um, Essendon. Um, in that year, had a had a good win, but it, it didn't really do anything and tell us anything. So, how much do we take out of the results that come from this week, or should we just stop trying to find, you know, that the the, the answers to questions that aren't answerable, and just enjoy that this is going to be a great round of footy.
1: That's the way I look at it, Sam. Well, I think you just enjoy it for what it is. Like I had a look back at those previous four rounds where it's happened out of curiosity, almost as a walk down memory lane. Let's let's have a look at Gary Ablett in nineteen ninety five or Wayne Carey in nineteen ninety eight or Robert Harvey in nineteen ninety eight. For me it was just a great excuse to go and have a look or have a look down memory lane and use it as a um to show what had happened previously when top eight teams had all run into each other. But as for this year, How often do we get to finals and look back to round 14 or 15? We we don't look back that often. (laughs) We're looking back at the previous three or four weeks. So we might occasionally look back at when the teams met earlier in the year, but we're more influenced by recent form, what's happened in the two or three weeks running into the final. So for me, it's more of a, let's see where these teams are at, take it with a grain of salt, but let's just enjoy the footy. We've got four great games this weekend. Um, we'll learn a little bit about each team, but it won't instruct us as to where they are in terms of what will happen at the end of September.
0: Unless a coach does something that unlocks something that we previously didn't re- didn't know, um, then... Yep. Then I, I think, yeah, you're probably right that we're, it's probably not going to have a that too many light bulb moments in it, but hopefully it's going to be very, very uh, entertaining. And as we're seeing, coaches, you know, back then were able to flip the script when it came to finals, uh, especially Malcolm Blight when it came to North Melbourne. Um, mm. And I'm sure that, and, and in this day and age, with coaches being and their coaching staff being so tactically minded and sound. Um, they're going to be looking forward to what they can learn, and then what they can learn about themselves, just as much as they're looking forward to what they can learn about the opposition. So let's get, let's you and I put our plan a flag in the ground now, and 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 do a tip for these. So Melbourne, Brisbane, MCG, Thursday night.
1: Oh, I, I think Brisbane.
0: Me too.
1: I mean, I'm I might be a little. Um... I don't know if bias is the right word. I cover them a lot closer, obviously. I just think it's a great opportunity for Brisbane without Max Gorn. I mean, even if Brisbane win, we might not learn a ton from it. But you talk about things that might be instructional late in the year. I think seeing um, Brisbane's three tall forwards and Danaher, Mick Hipwood, I'm really fascinated to see how they go against a Melbourne team that'll have May coming back with a point to prove. Lever and Petty. yeah. I'm fascinated by that matchup, and 100%. And that might teach us something for later in the year. So, yeah, I'll just lean towards Brisbane. Uh, of the other ones,
0: Carlton and Freo.
1: Oh, mate, I, I, I love Fremantle. I'm so taken by Fremantle. Um, uh, the poor old Blues, their defensive end of the ground, I think it might just be a, a bridge too far. Um, yeah. Against, uh, the only thing Fremantle that might help them is... That,
0: Obviously, the rain helped them not concede as many marks inside 50 from the weight of inside 50s that Richmond put on them. Um, but Fremantle aren't as potent in the key forward stakes, so that might not hamper them as much. But I still think Freo get the win. Just quickly, because we're running out of time here, Fish, uh, what about Cats and Tigers, MCG?
1: Mate, potentially a match of the round. Mate, yeah. I'm, I'm going to Tigers. I think they're in great form. I think they're showing some real stuff that we've seen in their premiership years, at forward half pressure. I'm just leaning to the Tigers.
0: Cats for me. Uh, swans and Saints?
1: Swans. I've got this, um, I don't know. It's not a It's not a fascination with them. I've got maybe an over-the-top <laughs> opinion of them. I really rate the Swans. and I yeah. keep getting surprised when they stumble. So me too, I mate. the Swans, but uh, not with much confidence. <laughs> no,
0: so we've only got one different there. Hey, thanks so much for that. Memory lane is always great uh, fun. Thanks so much for uh, helping us out with it. Anytime, mate.